If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to another episode of the Nintendo Powercast. I'm your host, N64 Josh, for this Nintendo News Minute. I do want to remind you guys that you can subscribe on iTunes and Spotify or Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you would like ad-free episodes. Also, if you'd like to jump into the Discord, come hang out, n64josh.com slash Discord. Now, let's jump into the news, shall we? Nintendo reportedly briefed Activision on the Switch 2 back in 2022. Nintendo Life has got the article here. It says, oh boy, the Switch 2 hype train is picking up some speed now, huh? It says, according to The Verge, Nintendo has reportedly already briefed Activision Blizzard on its next console and, in fact, done so back in December last year. The news has been brought to light thanks to internal emails from the FTC versus Microsoft case, which, of course, relates to the latter's intentions to acquire Activision Blizzard and integrate it into the Xbox Studios portfolio. There's been a lot of emails that have come out. Crazy stuff. Stuff from the higher ups at Sony talking about like how Microsoft should get into electric cars. There's been all kinds of uh, essentially like leaks. So because it's, I guess apparently it's, uh, you know, it, it's available to the public because of this all being in this court case. I, 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 again, I don't, I don't quite understand the logistics of all of it, but people have been, uh, have been have been able to get a hold of some of these emails and uh it says according to the source executives activision executives at activision blizzard including ceo bobby kotick met with nintendo executives in december 2022 to discuss the successor to the switch the resulting emails which refer to the platform as switch next gen or ng 
contain key information relating to Nintendo's plans. Though heavily redacted, one interesting snippet likens to the new console to likens the new console to the PS4 and the Xbox One in terms of performance. Here's a quote from the email. Because again, some of it is redacted, but obviously some of it is available for us to read. So given the closer alignment to Gen 8 platforms in terms of performance and previous offerings on the PS4 and Xbox One, it is reasonable to assume we could make something compelling for the next gen switch as well. It would be helpful to secure early access to development hardware prototypes and prove that out nice and early. Uh, details of the briefing were then forwarded over to Bobby Kotick ahead of his own meeting with Nintendo's president, um, Shintaro Furukawa. Of course, since then, we've learned that Microsoft has struck a deal with Nintendo to bring future Call of Duty titles to Nintendo platforms over the course of a 10-year period, should the Activision Blizzard deal acquisition go through. It was also recently reported that Nintendo has demonstrated um, the, ca the capabilities of the next-gen console behind closed doors at Gamescom 2023 with games like The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and The Matrix Awakens Showcase. Interesting. The, making, the Matrix Awakens Showcase, I assume, is the, the tech demo that Unreal 5 put out when The Matrix... Uh, the, the matrix was re-released the, the fourth movie and it was just like a like it, it was literally that it was just a tech demo that you could play on the xbox i still have it on my on my machine it's now gone you can't download it any longer but it was it was pretty crazy some of the stuff that was being being pulled off and we're going to talk about it more a little bit later in the episode, but we're really seeing some of the shortcomings of the Switch, especially with games like Mortal Kombat 1. And uh, Johnny was even featured in an IGN article, so uh, his, uh, and his videos have been blowing up talking about, um, talking about Mortal Kombat 1. So pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty interesting stuff as we uh, slowly come to the end of the Switch 1's life cycle and begin to uh, jump into the switch too. So the, the article finishes off. It says, needless to say uh, the switch Two or switch U or super switch or whatever you want to call it is well, uh, is well and truly on its way. Current estimates point to a release in 2024, but of course we need to wait until Nintendo gives the official word. I do want to head on over real quick, just to another article that talks about more about this demo that supposedly happened at, um, at games uh gamescom uh 2023 okay and it says rumor switch to gamescom demo supposedly had zelda breath of the wild running at 4k 60 fps with minimal load times thrown in also so obviously this is a little bit older articles from uh i believe it's from last tuesday it says just last week we heard rumblings of nintendo's next-gen console which were tentatively calling the switch 2 was uh, demoed to select developers at Gamescom 2023. The reports from both Eurogamer and VGC suggest that the console showcased an improved version of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, though details were sparse on what these improvements actually entailed. Well, the rumor mill has continued to churn, and reported uh, and more reported details are now being shared. The latest rumors come from the recent Nate the Hate podcast in which uh, the host claims to have been told that the Gamescom tech demo saw Breath of the Wild running at 4K 60 FPS, with the emphasis of the show being that the load times had been erased. Again, this is not to suggest that the Switch launch title will be re-released, 
with the next hardware, only that it was being used to demonstrate and showcase the successor's technical improvements. There are also claims that the demo is utilizing DLSS 3.5, NVIDIA's real-time AI upscaling technology, though it may not have been utilizing the full feature set of the 3.5 version, e.g. frame generation. Um, this is something that has been suggested for a Switch successor for a good few years now, though seeing the beefier 3.5 version thrown around sure is an interesting prospect. Um, later in the conversation, the host stated, that a March 2024 date came out of a lot of the conversations he was having, though he couldn't say whether this was a reveal or release date. Rumors from earlier this year stated that Switch 2 would be targeting a release in late 2024. Remember, you can find Nate the Hate's full chat um, in the video below, which is on uh, which is on on the Nintendo Life article if you're just listening. So, either way. This is pretty exciting stuff. We're obviously getting closer. Having a you know 4K 60 switch seems. I mean that would be that would be fantastic. Are there some games that will that will bleed into 120? Who knows? Maybe if it's as powerful as Gen 8, probably unlikely that we see anything at 120. But that doesn't mean that the dock couldn't do more. I would assume. Not an engineer, obviously, but it seems like there is the possibility that they could beef up the switch just with the dock. Will that be the case? Time will only tell. And uh, regardless, I am I, I'm loving all this uh, all this hype coming around the switch too, and just all the all the leaks, all the news. I've seen a few re few reviews on iTunes talking about keep the leaks coming, like. It's just so much fun to chat about, you know, the next the next Nintendo console on the way, especially coming off the the success of of the switch. I just want to see Nintendo keep that momentum moving forward. Well, random Xbox marketing wanted to avoid calling switch a console. So this is a tweet from American Truck Song nine. It says VP of Xbox marketing says switch is not a gaming console. Um, he said, I, I think it looks good. I would exclude Minecraft from, uh, your list. I think we also need a Q and a on why certain titles like outer worlds or psychonauts two are shipping on other consoles. Speaking to how there are times, uh, when we have acquired studios, where existing commitments to other platforms already existed, we would obviously want to honor those. But going forward, these studios would focus on making games for our platforms. I would also suggest, in general, we try to avoid calling the Switch a console, as it is really a portable gaming device, as we think about the future of with, with Scarlet and PS5. The more people realize they need to buy our consoles to play these games and not get caught up in a uh in a title like ori on the switch the better let me know if that makes sense and i believe this is from this is from aaron greenberg um who's i mean super cool dot super cool guy just interesting that the 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 mindset uh because of i mean apparently for this for this case or whatever whatever it may be um to not refer to the switch as a console, but as a handheld device, which I mean, really they would just look at it as a successor to the, to the 3ds. Um, 
here's from the article from Nintendo Life. It says, in an attempt to ensure that Microsoft's Xbox is easily differentiated from the Switch, the company once attempted to make a shift in terminology when it comes to what constitutes a console because they couldn't possibly uh, because they because they couldn't possibly lead to confusion. Right. Uh, in 2019, email from Xbox head of marketing, Aaron Greenberg, and shared by uh, Twitter by Kotaku's uh, Ethan Gok, um says we can see that there was a time in which Microsoft was keen to present the Nintendo Switch not as a console, but rather as a portable gaming device. This all spawned from Ori in the Blind Forest, leaving its Xbox exclusivity and making its way over to the Nintendo console uh with microsoft obviously looking for a way to spin it so that its system would still appear favorable it's a marketing tactic that we've seen many times from many times over from video game companies where the most minute word choice is the difference between acknowledging the competition and convincing the audience that your product is the real deal there's no attack on the switch here just some comical business hair splitting to make sure that my microsoft doesn't send the wrong message uh but let's not pretend that nintendo is innocent of this this kind of thing either the article continues whether it's hilariously long title like the recently announced deep breath mario kart 8 deluxe booster course pass wave 6 or the insistence of using the full game and console names in promotional material um i gotta get back to playing animal crossing new leaf on my 3ds never forget nintendo is just prone to tying itself to terminological knots as anyone else ah the wonderful world of marketing uh, we love our switches and our xboxes they're both lovely little consoles um or as we will now insist on calling them portable and non-portable portable gaming devices. The article's having some fun with this and I'm, I'm here for it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just interesting that, you know, for the marketing speech to not refer to the switch as a console, but rather as a portable gaming device. So funny, but I, I mean, I get it. They want to, uh, they want to keep the, their, their machine first and, uh, foremost in the minds of their, of, of, of their audience and, and even their marketing team. So I, I understand it moving on in the news here an exclusive, this is from Nintendo life. It says Atari's roguelike revival of a haunted house creeps on a Nintendo switch next month. Now, before I go too far into this haunted house was by far one of the most terrifying pieces of box art i remember seeing as a very small child it was it was terrifying as a kid mind you okay i'm gonna look at it now i'm gonna post it up on my instagram and my twitter so if you guys want to go see it go you know i'll i'll have it there uh but it was terrifying but also super cool because it was like it's it's for me it's super cool seeing that we're we're getting some uh some some remakes from these games that were, you know, that predated Mario and uh, and gang. So let's see here. Mind you, I was one years old when this game came out. In 1982, Atari released its first survival horror game, Haunted House, on the 2600. Over 40 years, um, this game is getting revived on the Switch as a stealth horror roguelite. With the studio today announcing that the fresh take on Haunted House will creep onto consoles on the 12th of October. 
This one will see you navigating the shifting walls of a spooky mansion to investigate the disappearance of a renowned treasure hunter. You'll play as Lynn Graves, the niece of said treasure hunter, whose investigations will also see her friends swept into the creepy clutches of the house. Isn't it always the way? Uh, if you happen to be taken down by one of the pesky poltergeists uh, that haunt the mansion's corridors, you'll be dumped back at the entrance as the floor layouts gets jumbled for your next run. So far, so roguelike. Uh, this one comes back to us from developer Orbit Studio and is published by Atari. You can check out some of the game's key features and get a look at some of the screenshots below. You're getting an all-ages thrill ride. The whimsical, cartoonish art style only thinly veils the chills and thrills in Haunted House. Expertly riding the line between goofy and spooky, the game keeps things rated E with its primarily stealth-focused gameplay and light combat sequences. Unlockable characters. As Lynn explores the haunted house, she'll free her trapped friends who become playable characters as you can use to dive deeper into the mansion. Each friend possesses different stats, so depending on who you explore the mansion with will be a totally new experience. Atari Easter eggs. The game is full of collectibles and lore based on the original haunted house and other classic favorites from Atari's golden age. Did we mention stealth? With combat de-emphasized, players must focus on stealth movement and solving challenges unseen in the shadows, along with utilizing the arsenal of traps and items at their disposal. So the article continues. It says, from what we've seen so far, this is an isometric angle and basic visuals are making this one look a little mobily from the, you know, for the moment. It's certainly a leap from the 2600 scrolling adventure game of the 80s, but it's interesting to see if it gets reimagined all the same. This one's creeping onto the Switch next month. So I want to hear from you guys. Let me know over on Spotify if you are going to be uh, picking up Haunted Mansion. And again, go and check my Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter to see the screenshot of the original game. Um, I'll probably even throw it up on on uh, on TikTok as well because its art style, honestly, honestly was uh, again terrifying for me when I was uh, when when I was a kid. So, continuing on with the news here, the next five star Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Terra Raid is incoming. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And according to Cerebi, Cerebi update, the next Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Terror Raid event has been announced. Get Slitherwing and Iron Moth in five-star Terra Raid battles. Run September 22nd through the 24th. So if you're still playing some Pokemon or maybe you've, you've jumped into the DLC, there's a new Terra Raid happening on the 22nd just a couple of days from now so uh so make sure to jump into that in the u.s targets bonus for super mario brothers wonder is revealed and it is a shadow box so you can get an exclusive super mario brothers wonder shadow box collectible when you buy super mario brothers wonder at target now this is in store only Quantities are limited, it says, and no rain checks available at the electronics counter. So you got to be at Target early if you want to pick this thing up. But it kind of looks cool. I think this may be the direction I go to pick up my version of Wonder. And uh, yeah, I, I I'm I'm kind of digging this this shadow box. It looks like there's going to be some 3D to the uh, to the to the artwork inside. And uh, I'm I'm just wondering how much. You know, it looks like Mario's probably pulled out a little bit and maybe the Wonder Flower and uh, the the logo. And it looks like maybe some uh, some dust clouds behind his feet. But either way, kind of a cool little collectible to add to the the uh, the overall Mario shrine that I'm always growing here. So uh, pretty, pretty cool to see. It looks like over on the UK is where the ma- majority of the. Uh, the bonuses are and and maybe uh it looks like gamestop might have might have something also um so so there you go i was looking i was i they have a a where to pre-order switch let's see if they have the link to uh the link to gamestop they do they're not showing what it comes with they're just linking to it um from the looks of it there's like an elephant stress ball that is coming with uh, with some of the ones from the UK, but let's let's just click GameStop and see what it what it shows here. If it uh, if it if it shows what it's what it's being sold with, and Super Mario bonus offer receive a free sticker set. So that's it. The GameStop exclusive is just a sticker set. So if you want, if you want a physical, a physical item, make sure to pick up your game at target. If you're in the UK, there is a, a couple of cool different, um, looks like game has a, the, uh, the stress ball. Um, my Nintendo store UK has a wonder talking flower bundle and elephant stress ball. And, uh, the wonder mega bundle has an elephant uh, plus plus stress ball and a number of other things. Let's take a quick peek at this because I'm I'm kind of curious. So it looks like it's taking us to Nintendo store in the UK. The box is is awesome looking. So I, I can't tell if it's just like a 
it looks like a sticker set. The the box is not small. The uh, the plastic flower, like the singing flower, is really cool. But it doesn't look like we're seeing any of that uh, any of that stateside. So actually, that that I don't even know if that's the box or if that's another if that's another uh, shadow box is kind of is kind of what it looks like. So very interesting there that we're not seeing the same, not even close, not even close. Uh, I, I don't even, I don't even think we get like Nintendo store exclusive stuff over here in the States, probably because we're all so hungry for Mario that we always destroy the store. So, so there you go. If you're in the UK make sure to take advantage of that though, because that's a, uh, that's a, that's a really, really cool bundle um more mario news from my nintendo news it's a super mario rpg remake official site reveals an option for classic snes music so the article reads oh let's see we'll just drop on down to this tweet it says you can switch between the new and old versions of the uh rhe songs um we are back like never before. So that's kind of cool. You're able to switch back and forth. The article reads um, Super Mario RPG seems to be shaping up as a top notch remake of the classic Super Nintendo game developed by Square Enix. Now heading to the Nintendo Switch, Nintendo unveiled a new trailer for the highly anticipated game today during the Nintendo Direct. They have also updated the Super Mario RPG Japanese website, which, among other things, provides a glimpse of the world map. One of the things noticed on the official site is that the players can switch between soundtrack, also soundtracked by Yoki Shimomura. The choice is yours, as they say. Super Mario RPG will launch on the Switch on the 17th of November. So that's pretty cool to be able to go back and hear some of the OG music. I'm, I'm here for it, and I think it is fantastic. Moving on. Nintendo clarifies plans for the Nintendo Museum. They want to have it completed by March 2024. And uh, it says here from uh, MyNintendoNews.com, Nintendo has unveiled new details about its upcoming museum project, which has been officially named the Nintendo Museum. This announcement was made during the latest Nintendo Direct presentation by uh, Shinya Takahashi, providing eager fans with insights into what to expect from this exciting venture. The Nintendo Museum aims to showcase a diverse range of Nintendo products spanning the company's illustrious history. Nintendo enthusiasts can anticipate a treasure trove of artifacts from iconic consoles to beloved games and memorabilia. I cannot wait for this. Honestly, this this may solidify when I try to take a trip to Japan. And uh, I, I want... I, w- I want to see this museum. I was just in the, the Art of Nintendo Power Museum, which was fantastic at PAX, and that is like a mobile museum that that moves from convention to convention. And uh, I don't know. There is something very special about seeing some of these, uh, some of these, just the older items, the older artwork from Nintendo Power, all that kind of stuff. Just a just a real real sense of of nostalgia, and just it kind of re- reminds me of why I. I love I love Nintendo so much. So it says that construction of the Nintendo Museum is currently underway with a target completion date set for March 2024. However, the precise opening date will be confirmed at a later time, keeping fans eagerly awaiting further updates. Situated at the location of the Nintendo Uji Agura plant in Kyoto's Uji City, 
this site has a rich history dating back to 1969. Initially established for manufacturing, playing, and Hanafuda cards, as well as serving as a customer service center for product repairs, the plant played a vital role in Nintendo's early years. While these functions eventually moved to another Yuji City plant, the building remained dormant. In 2021, Nintendo revealed ambitious plans to transform the plant into a museum. Following the discussions with the city of Uji, this decision coincided with the city's redevelopment efforts in the nearby Agura Station area, making the Nintendo Museum an integral part of this urban renewal project. Although Nintendo has previously exhibited some of its products, notably at the Nintendo World Store in New York, where a museum section showcased rare systems, the Nintendo's museum represents an exciting first. It will be a dedicated and permanent space designed to celebrate and preserve the rich history of Nintendo, allowing fans and visitors uh, to immerse themselves in the company's storied past. This is very exciting. Like I really, really love this and cannot wait. Cannot wait to be able to go and see you know, these classic items, these, these, just these artifacts, if you will, of Nintendo's history. And I wonder how far back it will go, right? Because Nintendo didn't start in the eighties. It started in the 18, uh, the 1890s and there are 1889. I can't remember if it's, I think that's what it is. I think it's 1889 is what they say on the merchandise. So it, it did start in the eighties, but 1880s with the Hanafuda cards, like the, like the article mentioned. But I wonder if we're going to see things like the uh, the Ultra Hand. There, Nintendo's historic items have been in games like uh, Animal Crossing for years. They they you know New Leaf showcased a number of of classic the, the Love Tester and the Ultra Hand. Those were all classic Nintendo toys prior to them getting into the video game space. So just curious how far this will go back to where we might even see Hanafuda cards from the very early stages of nintendo they also did love hotels and and other things and so nintendo has a vast uh history of different businesses through throughout the years so i'm i'm curious if this will be more video game focused or or if it will literally showcase the company through uh from its origins be interesting to find out and i cannot wait to be able to walk those halls well uh, Mortal Kombat one. Let's see. Mortal Kombat one. We've, uh, we, I mentioned a little bit earlier that, uh, visually it's a little rough and, uh, Johnny is doing the, doing the Lord's work, letting people know you may want to avoid picking up Mortal Kombat on the switch just due to its, uh, it just being so underpowered. That being said, I think there's a very real possibility that Mortal Kombat one will make its way over to the switch Two and will probably be a better way to go. And if you have it digitally on Switch 1, maybe there's a, a, a cheap upgrade, but we don't know how that's going to be tackled yet either. So for me, I don't think I would risk it. I would end up just playing it on the, uh, on, on the Xbox and uh, getting the best, the best experience that way. But Mortal Kombat 1 data miners discovered potential future DLC fighters. So it says Mortal Kombat 1 has been in early access for multiple platforms, including the Nintendo Switch for a few days now. However, for those who didn't buy the premium edition of the game, it will officially be available for everyone to play tomorrow. And I don't know when this uh, this September 18th. Yeah. So the game will be out um, tomorrow. 
And it says it will be officially available every month. Nevertheless, there have already been multiple DLC characters announced alongside the first combat pack. What is not so certain is the game's future after the first combat pack is available. That may not be the case anymore because some Twitter users have data mined the game and found information that may be pointing to nine potential DLC characters that may be coming via a future combat pack. You can also see the list of potential characters below. Uh, so here we go. Jade, Casey Cage, Kung Jin, Cyrax, Sector, Noob Sabat, Frost. This one is interesting, but Ghostface and Conan the Barbarian. So quite a list, quite a list there, including Ghostface and Conan the Barbarian. That's wild. Making their way to Mortal Kombat 1. Potentially, if the if what the data mi- data miners have found to be true. So let me know your thoughts on this one. And uh, what other character do you think should be in Mortal Kombat 1? You can uh, let me know over on Spotify or on YouTube in the comment section. Lastly, a known leaker is teasing a new Castlevania at Xbox Tokyo Game Show event. Now, in New Castlevania, I would be... I'd I'd be all right with this. Um, It says Bill, Bill Kuhn on Twitter, who seems to have some deep connections within the game industry, has teased that Castlevania fans will want to tune in to the Xbox event at this week's Tokyo Game Show. Xbox Showcase is on Thursday, the 21st of September at 2 a.m. Uh, Pacific 10 a.m. UK time. It's been a long time since we've had a new Castlevania game and VGC has previously reported that the game was meant to be shown off at E3, which obviously didn't end up taking place in June. We don't know for sure until this event airs on the 21st of September. So all the tweet says is Belmont with a little uh, joystick and then Ladybird with a controller. So are we seeing a new a new Castlevania. Oh, it, sometimes these known leakers get things, you know, they're usually known leakers because they get things correct. So that being the case, there's a very real possibility. We are going to see a new Castlevania game. And I'm curious on what direction they take a new Castlevania game. Do they stay? Do they stay with the classic Castlevania? Similar to how Mega Man and, you know, Metroid Dread stayed, stayed similar to their roots. Or does Castlevania go the direction of like Dead Cells and become more of a of a roguelite? And I'm I'm just curious. Uh, I'm curious how that would how that would how that would pan out. Now, obviously, we've seen the Dead Cells cross Castlevania. So, do we need more of that, or are we ready for a full on uh, cast a brand new Castlevania adventure? How do they do the graphics? You know, it's things like this that are, they're important to me. When I think about like uh, Ghosts and Goblins. And the, the the graphic style for the remake of that game, I was not very pleased with. I I, I wish it had been pixel art and we looked more like uh, Octopath Traveler or uh, Triangle Strategy. But we we you know that's just not the direction they took it. I hope that's the direction when we see these these remakes. Either that, the Metroid Dread art style, or even the uh, Prince of Persia art style that's that's coming out. Even Mega Man, it was fine, but the there's a particular art style that kind of looks like it almost to me. I don't know how to really describe it well, other than like the characters kind of look like uh, like paper, and almost like their arms are put on like certain joints, and it just 
uh, there's sometimes they're hand drawn. The other games that that I wasn't too uh, that that I didn't care for was like the Steam World games. The Steam World, like just the art style itself, it just doesn't do a lot for me. It uh, it it to me it seems like a it's like the character itself is often static, and then like the arms or the legs will move, and it never changes. So it never really seems like there's much um, movement from the character itself, and it kind of uh, I, I don't know. It just kind of throws me out of immersion a little bit and makes me, makes it feel like, um, to me, it seems like a cheap way of doing the art. So I hope that isn't the case with this new Castlevania. And, uh, and honestly, a game that kind of has that similar art style that I'm not a huge fan of is the new Contra game. It's, it's an art style that I don't, I don't particularly love, but we do see it more often now. And, it's not going to completely, it's not going to hinder me from jumping into Contra or even this Castlevania if that is the direction it goes. We'll just have to wait and see, of course. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Nintendo Powercast, this Nintendo News Minute. I appreciate you all, and I will see you in the next one. Bye now. 